Hello, how are you? This is Mark Joseph Bennett. Welcome to the podcast. I said shut up. That's the podcast. Then now I'm I'm in my head already again today. This is the third, fourth, maybe fourth time I've started this podcast. I would start it, speak for 30 seconds to a minute, and then go no or stutter on a word. Let me fucking tell you, I'm not stopping this one. I don't give a shit. This is a free podcast, and I'm just going to talk, and whatever happens, happens, you know? That's the whole point of this fucking podcast. It was, like, you'll hear, you'll, you'll notice, there's no theme music. Most professional podcasts have theme music. I've done podcasts before, and I've used a theme song, you know? a profession, And a lot of people, because they don't really check this shit, you can even use, like, a Led Zeppelin song. Since it's free, nobody really cares. Like, they don't, Led Zeppelin doesn't come and go, hey, hey, what are you doing? I would like, I would like some money, please. They, uh, which, although I would put up a Led Zeppelin song, if they personally were going to call me, I'd be like, hey, rubber plant, what's up, buddy? Are you still wearing tight pants? That's that be my first question for Robert Plant. You could always see his dong through his pants. Anyway, getting getting sidetracked. Uh, no, I have no theme song. I got I got no frills. No, I'm like I'm like a, a grocery store chain, like a no name brand grocery store chain. Right, let's just get to the business. Now you know what? I shouldn't equate myself with a no name. I'm a good brand. I'm just I'm just a no nonsense brand. You know. No fucking theme music. No fucking bullshit. Oh, that's what I should have called the podcast. No fucking bullshit. Although you can't. iTunes will not let you swear, nor will they let you imply a swear. Like if you say, uh, like shit, like as, even if you write S uh, uh, star star T, they're like, oh, you're implying the word shit. No, thank you. No podcast for you, motherfucker. But once you're once you're on with something like I said, shut up, you can just sit around and fucky fuck all day long. You can just fuckity fuck fuck. And they don't care. You know, and by the sounds of some podcasts, you can be all kinds of shit racist and stuff. I probably I don't know that. I assume there are racist podcasts. I'm not out searching for them, but I'm assuming they're assuming there's a bunch of Confederate flag podcasts out there. You know, what the fuck? Was I going to talk about or from the beginning here? Now I'm not stopping it. Don't you? No, I will not stop it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna talk and rant. And uh, that's what my wife originally said the podcast should be called. She was like the rant cast because you're ranting. And uh, actually, she didn't suggest it right away. She suggested it like four podcasts in. I'm like, where were you? Where were you four podcasts ago before I named this fucking thing? But then anyway, I look it up. Someone else has got rant cast. The Rantcast. Eh, of course, that makes sense. It's a good name. You know, but we're going with I said shut up. Okay? There's no more debate. It's already done. I've submitted things. You know, I've got an RSS feed. Podcasting is a little more complicated than you'd think. You know, with the, you got to have a host. You got to have a media host. You got to have a feed. You got to have a directed blah, 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 blah. And then if you want advertising and shit like that, it even gets more complicated I don't know. The advertising. I, let me tell you something. I would love to have the advertising. It's it's one of those things where um, you get to just talk about what you want to talk about. You know, people who like your comedy get to listen in. You get to talk about products that, you know, maybe you don't hate. You know, if you do hate them, I would I, I probably wouldn't uh, say those to the audience. But if you you don't hate these this product like a, like a, a website design company or uh, or, you know, uh, Dollar Shave Club, they're always advertising on people's podcasts, you know, audible.com. They I don't they they don't sponsor me. So I'm just saying these names. 
It's just that if they did sponsor me, I would I would tell people, hey, you could go listen to a fucking book. Jesus Christ, go go hear a book. No one reads anymore, so go listen. See? What an ad that was. My God. Why aren't they paying me? The reason that like, you need, I don't know, to get the sponsors, like you want to have a huge audience. Now, don't get me wrong. My audience is really big. I mean, it's in the tens of people, okay? It's really big. But you want, you want like, like hundreds of thousands of listeners, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm probably a few weeks away from that, I would say. And, and then you can get, you can really make a living. You know that fucking guy, Adam Carolla? So he, Adam Carolla does Monday to Friday, an hour and a half podcast. He does it every, every weekday. And he always has a guest. And he, like, he runs it like a Howard Stern, like a, like a regular radio show, basically, is what it is. And he gets ads on it. And I read about it. The man gets $14,000 an episode. $14,000 an episode. That's like, he does five a week. I added that up and I forgot the number, but it's like a shitload of money. Just, just add it up. Hold on. I'll pause it and calculate it. It is $3.6 million. Are you fucking kidding me? For doing, like he's probably got a studio in his goddamn house. $3.6 million? He makes more on that podcast than he did for that man show or whatever the fuck he did. Like he, 3.6 million? Honest to fuck. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to do that. But like if you're talking like real money, eh, like I could make I could make more money doing this than stand-up comedy. That would be, that would be good. I would do that. I mean, I'd still do the comedy, but at least you'd be free to do the comedy. It's it's a symbiosis. In fact, you you're doing comedy on a podcast. You're doing comedy out in the world as stand up comedy. The 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 stand up comedy is driving people to your podcast. The podcast is driving people to your stand up comedy. It's a snowball effect, and all of a sudden you're fucking you're Richard Pryor. You know, you're huge. You know, you gotta wear leather jumpsuits. That's a I don't know if Richard Pryor wore the leather jumpsuits. I know Eddie Murphy did. And uh, what's her name? Amy Schumer. She just did the leather special. I just saw it on Netflix. And she was talking about how every comedian needs a special where they dress all in leather. I can't do that. Uh, I'm doing the vegan thing. So that's out the window. Well, you know, unless I get some pleather. You know, get some Matt and Nat to make me a bodysuit. That company, Matt and Nat, is great. They make, uh, they make stuff that looks like leather. But it's not. No animals are dying. So I like that. I tell you what. I didn't mean, I wasn't going to get into this right away. I was going to save it for later in the podcast, but hey, look, it's come up. It's organically come up. So now's the time to go into it. Free flow, free form, free, free association. That's where I'm going. Free association and uh, the vegan thing. So I'm, I'm reading. I was just in the doctor's office and I'll tell you why in a second, because that pissed me right off. But, um, it said on a magazine, McLean's Magazine, this is a big Canadian magazine, one of the like biggest magazines in all of Canada. So and Canada is a country in the world, in case you don't know. So it says, there's a picture of a baby on the cover, and it says, raising a gluten-free, holistic, vegan, self-righteous baby. Self-righteous, like... Putting it right in the fucking... Here's the thing. The vegan thing doesn't apply to holistic 
or gluten-free or like it's the vegan. And I get it. I get it. Some assholes out there, some crazy hippie dippies walking around with their, their hairy toes showing out of their fucking sandals, carrying around their backpacks full of kale and chia seeds. And they're like, you know, you guys are pieces of shit because I'm amazing and you're not. I get that. Those people are dicks, you know. Uh, me and the wife were not those people. We're actually very, very science-based. We reject things like holistic and gluten-free if you don't have celiac or something like that, unless you're you're actually allergic to gluten, and there are tests for that, uh, then you know we're we're that's fine. Like you know, but the vegan thing, scientifically speaking, all like, all the top dietitians in the world are vegan, and they, just from you, you do have to watch your diet. You do have to eat good food. You can't just eat chips and beer, which sometimes I am tempted to do because they're both vegan, and. Uh, you can't do it. You can't be a junk food person. But if you're if you're looking at it and you're eating a balanced diet, and especially if you're keeping an eye on your iron, you know, uh, and what's the other one? B twelve. Then you know everything's going to be fine. And like the top dietitians, most of them are vegan because it's just a more healthy diet, and of course it's better for the environment. So, which is also scientifically based. So we made our decisions based on science, and and, and the reason I bring it up. And I'm so irritated about it is that magazine goes in there and we're talking to a, the doctor because we're, we're there to see Sam, the baby. We're, we're here to see his doctor. And she was like, so you guys aren't uh, anti-vaccine, though, right? And we're like, what? No, no, we're not anti-vaccine. That's science. We, we love science. And she was like, oh, OK, we get the vegan thing. It's like, no, it's the opposite. I, I, it's all gotten confused, you know. It, it's we're 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 the more science, the better for us. Give me some facts and figures. And when the facts and figures were telling me, hey, it's a healthier diet and and uh, you know it's better for the environment, then I'm like, okay, then I will try to go in that direction because I feel like that's a smarter thing to do, scientifically speaking. But so the reason what happened was there's a fucking mumps outbreak in Toronto. This day and age, you talk about your science. So people aren't vaccinating their kids. OK, uh, some people, about 10 percent, apparently, of Toronto is not vac- vaccinating their kids. And there was a mumps outbreak amongst people my age. And the reason being is because people my age, anyone born in this from the 70s to like the 90s, it's like a big gap where they, they didn't get a booster shot for their mumps. So a lot of people became susceptible to the mumps again. And so people my age can really get it. And it's not a good thing to get. It can fuck you right up. It can, it can it, you get high fever, it can fuck up your brain. And so for babies, of course, it's even worse. They're little babies. They're not, they haven't developed yet. So, you know, and you don't get, the babies don't get the mumps vaccine in Canada until they're a year old. And that's the controversial one. The one people are like, oh, it causes autism. And when, in fact, they've proven many, many times over that it does not. So, uh, but we have to wait. Sam is only seven months old. We have to wait three more months or five more months. And my math is good. My math is good. I should stop the and, and calculate every equation that I say. So um, the mumps broke out amongst people older. But then because these fucking kids aren't vaccinated in the schools, now it's broken out in some of the schools right next to our fucking apartment. These, these... Uh, so the 10% of kids who aren't vaccinated, are, of course, they're picking up the fucking mumps. So now everywhere we, we had to bring Sam in 
to the doctor because we wanted to check him for an allergy. It looked like he had a bit of an egg allergy. Turns out he doesn't, and uh, he just had a weird little rash. And uh, and we don't want to bring him to the doctor because there's mumps around, and he's not fucking vaccinated. And so the doctor's like, oh, so you guys aren't anti-vaccine, so that's that's good because I don't know. You, you, you strike me as people who might be anti-vaccine. I'm like, no! They... they they are not mutually exclusive. Vegan eating a vegan lifestyle isn't doesn't make you a crazy asshole. It I get it. Some people are. They are crazy assholes, and and they're judgy and they're preachy. And you know sometimes it's because they believe in it, and sometimes it's because they're really animal rights activists and things like that. I get it, and, and that can rub people the wrong way. But the the reason we're doing it is they're informed in our minds decisions. We we just. We, we got the information. We decided, okay, that's a healthier lifestyle to live. It, it aligns with our values, and uh, it's better for the environment. Sounds good. Let's go for it. it but you guys, you don't like vaccines? Yes. We like va- vaccine. Is the, it's the greatest thing to happen in, in the history of mankind in terms of eradicating diseases. We'd all be fucked if it wasn't for vaccines. We'd all have shit like rubella. You know, and polio, for fuck's sake, which is coming back. Polio's coming back. Polio is a... It's, I was watching this chick. Um, I shouldn't say chick. This day and age, 2017, I was watching this lady. This, this wonderful lady. She was running around giving speeches. She's a doctor about... Uh, I, I saw her on the news. and Trying to convince people to continue to get their vaccination. She goes... Because she's an older lady. And she was like, I lived through the some polio like i i saw what it did to people it kills people it it cripples people it just you guys don't it's like well polio is not around so we're not going to vaccinate it's not around because people are vaccinating their kids you dumb fucks jesus h christ anyway i don't know how how funny this is uh it's just it's just it just happened at the doctor's office it's too raw it's too raw i should have uh i should have waited for some time to digest it, and uh, then I should have uh, said it more calmly. Someone in my parking garage is here again. I get so weirded out. You guys know that. I get so weirded out when I know people are just walking by the car, and they're walking by slow so they can hear me. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm doing a podcast. You haven't heard of it? Actually, uh, you know what, buddy? You should listen to my podcast. If you're listening to me outside of my car, it's called I Said Shut Up. You know, you'll hear yourself on the podcast. Just go download it. It's good. I talk about vaccines. You know, super entertaining stuff, guys. So um, let's get on with it. Talk about uh, threesomes. Okay, let's let's change gears. Let's change gears, guys. We're going to talk about threesomes. And uh, the reason I, I, I bring it up is because uh, Nick, the bodybuilder at the gym, this man, he's a single man, okay? And he is looking for love. And as the song goes, he's looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love. He has decided to date this girl. See, Nick's too nice, as you guys know. Longtime podcast listeners, they know Nick the Bodybuilder is too nice to say no to anybody for anything. You could say, hey, Nick, give me $1,000. And he'd be like, oh, sounds good. I'll give you 1000 Here you go. I should do that. I should just ask him for $1,000. I bet he'd do it. So this girl asks him out, you know, because she wants a piece of that bodybuilding action. And um, 
very coincidentally, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, another gym member, and a new friend, he says, I went to law school, dude, with the girl you're going to go out with. And let's call her Sparkles. You want to know why I call her Sparkles? That's her actual fucking nickname. Sparkles. So you know, you know this is going bad. You just know it. And uh, so Steve, the great Canadian athlete, he says, dude, I went to, uh, to school with Sparkles. And uh, my roommates, were, they were in, on vacation doing something. I don't know what it was. And uh, they had a threesome with Sparkles. Two boys, one girl. And I don't know why that sounds worse to me, but it just does. I mean, of course, it sounds worse to me. I mean, I, I like the ladies. So if there are two ladies involved with one man, it just seems like that's a, that's a nice environment. Like my friend Dennis would say, everywhere you look is goodness. You know? If you're in a threesome with another man, I find that that... I find that it's more alarming that the man is there than rewarding that the female is there. You know, I, I don't... I can't see, foresee a situation in my lifetime... Where I'd be okay with that. Some dude's junk hanging around, doing stuff like bull. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's just how I'm built, guys. I know it's 2017, and maybe I'm supposed to like men's dicks too. Maybe that's the new paradigm, but I don't, okay? And I, I got to stay true to myself. I'm not going to bend to this new age, you know, androgynous pressure where I'm supposed to like uh, vaginas and dick holes. No! No dick holes for me, thank you. So, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, he tells Nick, that's a real story. Like, that, I know that that happened. This isn't hearsay. This isn't from, you know, my, a friend of a friend of a friend. My actual friend's. I know them, and I know this happened. And then Steve says, and I was telling another friend about how this girl did the threesome, and this friend said, oh, yeah, with, like, Bob and Dave. And Steve was like, no, not with Bob and Dave, with, like, Colin and and Jasper. And so the other person was like, well, then clearly she's had more than one threesome. So Nick... He's still hearing this information. He's going to go out with sparkles. And Hisham, as a, another, he's a large Egyptian man at the gym. And Hisham is saying, no, no way. Uh, that's my Hisham. It's not very good. It's not what he sounds like. But uh, he says he's going to come on the date with Nick and stop anything from happening. And, and he's serious. He's, he, he, wants to, he wants to prevent Nick from going out with Sparkles. But Nick, he goes out with her on the down low. He doesn't. He kind of he just doesn't, doesn't let anybody know when he's going to go see her. And he went to see her Saturday night. And honest to fucking God, it's worse than you would expect. You know, I, I was joking that he was going to open the door and there'll be, you know, just a naked dude there, you know, with his penis hanging out going, all right, let's do this. Let's do this, Nick the Bodybuilder. And it, it wasn't worse than that. But I don't know. It depends. It depends on your perspective. He, she, she opens the door 
and the place is a fucking tornado. Like it's just it looks like a, a like a crazy homeless person lives there. Just a total mess. And the girl is not ready for the date and she's in her I don't know what uh, uh, her bathrobe, a towel, I don't know. I'm not sure what it was, but it wasn't date ready. So then um Nick notices uh, she's acting a little funny. She's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Do you want to, so do you want to just stay in? Because I don't know if I want to go out right now. And he realizes she's fucking piss-loaded drunk. She's stinking drunk. And he's like, um, well, we have a restaurant reservation. And, you know, she's like, maybe just call on and tell him. Because we could stay in. He was like, well, you know, I'm I'm good if you need to stay in. That's That's fine with me. She was like, okay. And then she went, oh, but if we go out, you know, I'll have to put on underwear. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> really? And and so Nick the bodybuilder, he's not sure what to do because he's still a man. Guys, he's a man. And, uh, oh, here comes another person. I'm I'm pausing this. I'm not letting another person see me talk. Hold on. Okay, he went the other way. I'm doing this one at in the afternoon, so there's way more activity in the parking garage. You know, so when I see activity, I don't assume I'm going to be murdered because it's early in the day. Murder happens late at night. But uh but there's more people, so it's more awkward. Any hoozles? Uh Nick, he's still a man. All right? He's a man. So it does cross his mind, "Hey, it's it's clear that this woman is uh, sending out some signals. Let's stay in without any underwear on, and uh, it sounds like sounds like easy pickings in terms of if you want a little fun, a little action. But see, here's the problem with Nick: he's he's not he's not one of those guys. And by one of those guys, I mean ninety nine percent of guys who would gladly go, "Hey, free sex! Here we go! Boom!" He's he's Johnny relationship. He's like, well, that's not how I want to start things. So so he's kind of still guiding her to say, well, let's go out. And then she agrees. She finally goes, you know what? Yeah, let's go out. I don't want you to think I'm that easy. So, I mean, that's just, she just laid it right out there. She was trying to get him to stay in, to put his thing in her thing. And then maybe some dude will come walking out of the closet and then uh then he's got to do that uh male male female threesome so i i mean fucking i would be gone i would be gone at this point oh i got an emergency phone call i probably wouldn't even do that i wouldn't even give her the grace of uh of a an excuse i'd be like hey you're a fucking mess goodbye you know that cuz i think and this isn't to disparage Nick, who is obviously listening to this podcast. It's it's just that as somebody like that, maybe you need to hear some shit. Get your life together. Like, she's a fucking lawyer. That that blows my mind. It blows my mind that she is a lawyer. You know, like, you would, it's just you would expect lawyers to just, I know half of them are on cocaine and it just, but... It's difficult to become a professional like that. You know, it takes study and hard work and discipline. And I just, and, and they're, it's not that they're in positions of authority, but 
but they're lawyers. They, they, they interpret the law. They, they're part of the whole fucking system that we rely on, you know, to keep us out of jail. And we got this drunk lunatic threesome lady, and she's a lawyer in Toronto. Like, she's not a lawyer in the middle of Siberia somewhere in a small town where they're like, oh, fuck it, you know. Well, what are we going to do? Beggars can't be choosers. She's in a very, you know, prominent city in the world. And she's a she's a functioning lawyer and a barely functioning alcoholic. So, um, I mean, I know that. I know you're like, oh, Mark, you're so goddamn naive. I know. I know there's a pile of functioning alcoholics and drug addicts in, in higher positions, but... I just, it still bothers me to, to, to be reminded of it. Like to think that, like, say a doctor, you know, is some kind of drunken partier. It's like, oh yeah, now we're going to cut your brain open. Oh, I had a fucking rough night last night. You know, I had that threesome and then I got drunk. Now I'm going to open up your brain. Let's see how this goes. So Nick, actually, instead of doing what I would do, at least what I think I would do, and just calling it quits. This guy sticks it out. He goes to the restaurant with her, and she just starts cuddling up to him in a booth because they're in a booth, and uh, she like put her, puts her head on his, on his chest, and she's like, "Ah, oh, he smells so good. He smells so good." And she starts falling asleep, and he's still. He's still continuing the date. They eat the food. They, 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 he pays the bill. And then he's trying to drop her home because some, one of his neighbors legitimately calls and asks for some help. Hey, could you help me with this thing? I don't know what Nick can help her with. Probably, I don't know. Could you lift these dumbbells for me? And he's like, oh God. Yeah. You got, where are the dumbbells are on the floor? They need to be not on the floor. Okay, I'll go over there and lift those dumbbells. So he tells Sparkles, Sorry, Lady Sparkles. I have I have to go now. Uh, so I have to drop you off at home. And then I have to go help my friend and neighbor lift these dumbbells. And um, Sparkles is like, Oh, so the date's over? He's like, yeah. Yeah, that's what that means. Okay. Date's over. Um, so, and he's, I guess we could say goodbye here in the car. And he's like, no, I'll walk you to your door. She was like, oh, no, that's no good. Don't walk me to my door because my doorman's so weird. So maybe we just say goodbye here. So she wanted to fucking do stuff in the car with him. She, Nick thinks she wanted to make out. I think she wanted to make out with his dick, with his dick hole. You know? You know, a sloppy, drunken, sleeping blowjob. Fall asleep right there on the old knob. But Nick is, he's more, he's more innocent. He thinks that she just wants to give him like a sloppy kiss. I'm like, no, she's, she's like, my doorman's weird. Yeah, he's weird. He, he stares at you when you give guys blowjobs at your door. Yeah, that's right. Your doorman is weird. No, you're weird. And then she starts texting him the next day. And none of the texts are like, oh, my God. Uh, so about last night, uh, my friends came over. It, I, there was nothing I could do about it because it was a surprise. And we had a few drinks. And I'm sorry. I, I was probably a little drunk. 
yada, yada. No, she just like, hey, so uh, let's go to a movie or like as if that behavior was fucking normal. So. And I know Nick's going to go out with her again because he's a crazy person. He's he's a crazy, nice person. And uh, you got sometimes, though, sometimes you got to be able to shut it down. And we're we're um, we believe in Nick, me and he and Steve. My wife, who also knows Nick now, we uh, we believe in him. We think he can shut this down before she tarnishes his reputation. Because I I find that you know I'm not big on reputations, right? Uh, you know, go live your life. But I just don't want to be. I wouldn't want to be like, oh, so you were with Sparkles, huh? So uh, how how many men how many men's dicks have you seen? Several dicks? Have you have have you touched any of those dicks? Because I hear Sparkles loves to be surrounded by dicks. She's like like a bunch of trumpets at a fucking uh, orchestra. She's in the pit, in the orchestra pit, surrounded by trumpets and trombones. The trumpets are, are I'm going to say those are the white dicks, and the trombones are the black dicks. If I, if I know my stereotypes, if TV's taught me anything, black people have big penises. And porn does seem to uh, indicate that that's true. But the threesomes, man. I've never done one. I know, you're like, what? We've seen your picture on the podcast. You? Are you sure? Go through your Rolodex. Maybe you've had a few. No. No threesomes. I did almost have one. And one of the good ones. The two ladies and me. You know. Just no dicks. Well, one dick. You know. Mine. But no extra dick. No strange penis and I didn't know that a threesome was about to happen and it didn't happen but I didn't know that that's what we were gearing up for I was a young guy I was about uh, 24 24 years old I think and uh, a couple of girls I worked with and they were even younger uh, I don't know 20 maybe and I'm we go pre-drinking because that was what you do when you're young, the bar scene, I mean, this costs like seven bucks for a beer. So you don't want to go, if you're going to drink five beers that evening, you don't want to go spend, Jesus Christ with my math, seven times five is 35, assholes, right? No. It's 42. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so um, you don't want to go spend $42. So you drink three beers at home. And then go out and have a couple of beers. At least that was always my plan. You know, I'm not a heavy drinker. I'll drink a few beers. But um, I'm at this girl's apartment. First time I've ever been there. And then uh, the two girls start talking. They start saying, you know, there's a swimming pool. Like that we have private access to. Like nobody ever goes there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's a weird uh, topic of conversation at... uh, 11 p.m. And you're just bragging about your fucking swimming pool. I'm getting a little. Uh, I'm I'm thinking she's being a little little snobbish because I'm an idiot. And then she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, we. Uh, the only problem is is that you know, we're, we're just no bathing suits. We 
Like I, like the because the girl who was saying it doesn't live there. I'm sure the girl who lived there had a bathing suit, but she was like the one who didn't live there was talking about. Oh yeah, well, well yeah, it's great that you have access to a private pool, but I don't have a bathing suit. And then they were like, Mark, do you have a bathing suit? And I was like, Well, I, I came over to go to a pub, so no, I didn't wear my didn't wear my trunks under my jeans. Didn't do that today. And they were like, oh, well, yeah, you know, we we could still go to the pool. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, the bars, the the bars only open till one or two. Like, we better get going, I was saying. Like, honest to fuck, right? And you know what? I was thinking about it. I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid. I'm stupid. But I'm not that stupid. I think I knew something was afoot, you know? I knew for sure that if I went through with the swimming pool thing that they'd see me naked, you know? And maybe that was playing on my mind, you know? Just, it's, just, hey, it says, I don't want to be, I don't want to be naked in front of these girls. I don't know these girls. Maybe I wasn't thinking it all the way through. Hey, if you're naked in front of them and they're naked in front of you, then, you know, I was literally thinking at one point, but if they get nude, how am I going to hide my boner? Like, how am I going to have the will to keep myself from getting a boner and making them all weirded out? So, yeah, let's not be naked together because then, you know, they might see, they'd be like, oh, you gross pervert. Why'd you get a heart on? But that's, of course, you know, <laughs> I wasn't thinking straight. They, they wanted that. They, they didn't want me to get naked and stay flaccid. But I must have known on some level, guys. Listen to, like I'm telling the story because I remember it. So I must have known on some level. This is where that was going. And you know what? I just probably, I decided subconsciously or consciously, it's hard to know the difference with myself sometimes, that uh, this wasn't something I wanted to go for. You know, I don't know. I was young. I hadn't had a lot of sex. Uh, and even now I haven't had a lot of sex. And, uh, you know, you're never sure, especially, I mean, I'm a comedian, so my whole life is about trying to get other people to like me. My whole life is about people saying, hey, you're good, you're good enough, we're laughing at you, you know, well, with you, or at you. See, even there, I got insecure midway through my analogy. So I, I constantly am looking for validation from other people. So the idea, like sex was bad enough for me, like thinking I'll try really, really hard and I'll try to uh, do some techniques I read about. I read this on a, in a book. Maybe I'll try this. And if I've got two, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. It's probably not going to like it. It's going to be one of those. I think that's the things. I think a threesome, if you're a guy, if you're used to it, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld. What did he say on Seinfeld? You know, I got to grow a mustache. I got to wear a robe. Like maybe if you're one of those guys and you get used to it, maybe you become excellent at threesomes. But my guess is most times your first threesome ends very quickly because think of the excitement. My goodness. There's two sets of, of boobs. There's two butts, two vagines, you know, all kinds of limbs. Two faces, right? 
it's it's got to be overstimulating. You, you've got to think it'll end fast. And then you'll have one of those things. Cause I've had I've had experiences with ladies where I haven't loved it, you know, and I felt like I didn't put in my best effort. And uh, and that may have been the one and only time I had that chance with that lady. And then and and I still think about those. I still think about them. So I can't imagine the first threesome you'd ever do would go swimmingly. Oh, hey, swimmingly. Guess how the pool. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. We're on fire in the car today. So I didn't expect it to go great. And then I had to live with that, that regret and the shame for the rest of my life. So you got to balance. Do I want the experience or do I want the shame? And it's only possible shame. Don't get me wrong. Maybe it goes great. Maybe the two girls, maybe they really warm themselves up. You know, I think that would maybe that's the plan. What you do is you go in, you try to do as little stimulation to yourself as possible. You say something like uh, like a like a rapper would say, you know, you hold your chin like they do in the videos and be like, I want to see you guys. I want to watch. I want to watch you guys. I like to watch. You know, you say something like that. As if it's true. When, of course, it's not true. Who the fuck wants to watch? You want to get in there, right? Uh, and But you say you want to watch so they can go to town on each other, you know, probably awkwardly. Because yeah, it's, unless they're crazy threesome people. But maybe they get themselves, like, warmed up or almost there or even there, you know. And then you jump in at the last second. As you see, Mrs. is about to orgasm, one of them or two of them. You just jump in and you pretend like you did it. Like, ah, you love this. You love the man and his dicky hole. Right? I was just worried. I was just worried that I'd... Because I knew I wasn't going to be a threesome guy. I knew if you do this, this is this is probably the only time it's going to happen. You know, you're not going to be... I'm just not this type of human being who's going to have multiple threesomes. So if you're not going to go that way with it, then don't start at all. Because if you do start, you know, it's how we're all we're almost always bad at stuff we try the first time. So. Now, I, I, I stand by my decision. I knew what I was doing. I knew it. I knew it. swimming pools, naked, two ladies drinking. Come on. Come on. My seven-month-old baby knows the writing on the wall in that situation, and he can't read. You know what? You know what's going to happen, or what is about to. And it was going to be, it was it was going to be embarrassing. How could it not be? I, who knows? Maybe it could have gone great. I don't know. Maybe I don't put enough faith in myself. No, I stand by it. I stand by it. There is, if you're not going to be someone who participates in multiple threesomes throughout your life, then don't start at all. Because it'll either go bad and you'll never do it again, and then you got that memory, or maybe it'll go well and it'll change your whole perspective, and now you're that guy. You know? You got to have oils, like Seinfeld said. You know, so fuck it. So Nick, yeah, Jesus Christ, walk away from this lady. You know, it's not even the good threesome. It's the bad threesome. The ratio of males to females is not a good one for you. You got to walk away. 
I'll just next time I think I'll I'll tell Hisham when when Nick is going out with her if he goes again. And that man will literally stalk. He will stalk Nick and stop that from happening. And maybe that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. But yeah, this baby, we take him to the doctor. Cause he's fucking uh well, because he, he almost had a, ra- he had a rash, and we thought it may be an egg allergy, and it wasn't. Did I say that already in this podcast? Since I started the podcast three different times, I don't know what the fuck I said at the beginning. That's why you just press record, and you goddamn go. You goddamn go. And we bring the baby to the doctor, because we want to make sure everything is going right. We're trying our best, and um, we're, we're trying to play more music now. So my wife starts playing uh, Raffi, and... Uh, I didn't grow up on a lot of Raffi. She did. I don't mind him. You know, he's fine. Um, so, but Sam is not even seven months old. So my wife's playing Raffi on YouTube. And uh, she's clapping and singing along with the shit. And uh, Sam's doing nothing. Like, he's just playing with his toys like there's nothing happening. And he doesn't really care. And my wife's having a great fucking time. And I realize my wife is legitimately being entertained by Raffi actually entertained not not doing it for our son and trying to make him enthusiastic she's just having a great time i could have taken the baby out of the room and she would still stand there singing along with baby beluga i don't like the children's entertainment for the most part creeps me out like it's just that it he's not so bad actually he's not i don't find him that creepy i do i do find sometimes like when he asks the audience question oh kids and then what they find behind the door. I'm waiting for something real real bad. Real bad to come. It just it seems like there's an adult man with a beard asking kids a question about mystery and you're like, hmm? And I gotta say, like I looked up I wanted to look up other children's entertainers, you know, so that we could have a catalog of stuff for Sam to listen to. And I just Google in um top children's entertainers, and then I got a bunch of ads for you know, children's entertainers in your area. And I immediately just started thinking, pedophiles, pedophiles, look at all these pedophiles. That's got to be, that's got to be the hardest part of being a children's entertainer is convincing people that you are not, in fact, a pedophile. I don't know how you even do that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll come to your to your children's party and I'll sing and I'll play a song and I'll dress up like a clown and I'll make all these faces. But I don't like having sex with kids. I mean, how how do you reassure someone enough? You can't reassure me enough, I'll tell you that much. I, I'll tell you that. There's nothing you can say. Like, oh, really? You want to be a children's entertainer? Why? Why? The, I think the best case scenario for a children's entertainer for me is someone who looks like they don't want to do it. You know? Some... 25-year-old musician who you can just tell is fucking beaten by life. And he just, we wanted to be in a band with his buddies. And, you know, he probably didn't play hardcore music because if you get into children's entertainment, he was, he was like, he was like a, one of the band members for Train. And they, they booted him out, you know, because he wasn't good enough to be in Train. And so he's like, okay, I guess I'll fucking, I'll sing to kids in, in, in parks and maybe at birthday parties. And like, you know, that. If I think I may hire a children's entertainer if it looked like their soul was dying. If it looked like they were like, oh, I just fucking, I just, I'm on the brink of suicide. I'm like, okay, you're okay. 
you're not doing this because you love stalking children. You're doing this because you're desperate. You're you're losing at life, and uh, you got nowhere to go. The only thing you know three chords on the guitar. You have no other discernible skills. You haven't had a job in a long time. You eat a lot of craft dinner. I get it. You're coming to this party basically because there's a gun to your head. You don't want to be here. You don't want to make these fucking balloon animals, but you got to do it. It's just, I think I wouldn't hire someone who's super enthusiastic. And that kind of sucks because I, I wouldn't hire the actual good children's entertainer because I'd be like, I don't know. You seem to be in this for the wrong reasons. You seem to be way too excited to be here. So my wife starts looking up some of the stuff that she used to listen to because she grew up in West Africa where they speak French. So she looked up some French entertainers. There's this lady who came. I'm looking at my phone now. Chantel Goya. So Chantel Goya. Sarah remembers her. all, and So she looks her up. And these fucking French. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going on with the French. But their entertainment... It's just, and I'm sure it's not all of it, but at least what what I've been exposed to. It's on the creepy side in like a different way. It's, I find that the North American children's entertainers are kind of creepy with their big eyes. Like, ooh, hey kids, what's over here? And then they slink over there and it's just like, ugh, just back it off. Like just, I don't, I find that a little bit creepy, but the French, they go scary creepy like this Chantel Goya she gets out on stage and she's singing a song she looks fine and normal and then she calls to the back and some fucking dude runs out in a rabbit costume and he does this dance that even without a rabbit costume would have been creepy but in this rabbit costume it's like I'm I'm gonna have nightmares it's did you ever see Donnie Darko that that rabbit he keeps dreaming about in his nightmares and Donnie Darko it's the same fucking head like honest to Christ the same exact head you know, without the bullet hole, but it's the same one. And he's dancing around, and then they bring out other fucking animals, and one creepy animal after another, and they're all dancing around in some kind of crazy, creepy fashion. And I'm like, we're not showing this to the boy. It's just, he does not need to see this shit. God damn it. I don't know. I feel like it's... That's what... Maybe Raffi is the best. I, I have yet... I've yet to find an entertainer besides Raffi where I'm not creeped the fuck out, where I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is happening here? Why is everybody acting like this? That's what's wrong with youth today. They're growing up on creepy shit, and they're not getting vaccinated, you know? So they're growing up as creeps who've got, who've got the mumps, and then they get into threesomes with sparkles, right? Right, guys? Oh, my God. Like a Seinfeld episode, guys. I just, I dovetailed it. It all came back together at the end. Jesus Christ. I, I consider this a success. This was a success, and I thank you for listening to my successful podcast. I'll check in with you again very soon. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Go out. Get your vaccines, everybody. Good night.